Well, howdy, dipshits. Welcome to the Dipshit Files, episode 60. I'm Mr. Script Keep Here. Script Keep Here. And I'm Mrs. Script Keep Here. That's who you are. And keep, keep, we're French. The <laughs> <laughs> French. Oh, fuck Scrip, yes. Script Keep Here. And we are going to Mars today. That's yes. how French we are. That's we are. We are fucking <laughs> all the way French. It's better day. There's going to be curse words. There's going to be the oh, yeah. red planet. Mm-hmm. There's going to be silly conspiracy theories. There's yep. going to be some true science shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably yep. a lot of speculation by me that's all shovelcock. It's going to be fun. Let's do it on the other side of the thing that makes noise. The search for extraterrestrial life has so far turned up no positive results, but a photograph taken on July 25th, 1976, led many to believe we might eventually find it closer to our own back door. Mm -hmm. The picture, of course, is the famous face on Mars picture taken by Viking One spacecraft as it made its way to the Red Planet. A fucking Viking did that? The Viking One. Taken over the Cydonia region of Mars, the image shows what seems to be a giant humanoid face carved out of or even built into the surface of Mars. Today, we talk about Mars. Surprise! Yay! Yeah. Specifically, though, the allure and confusion surrounding the strange objects allegedly found on the Red Planet. This is what I was excited about two weeks ago in the yes. Inside Scooper is this subject. So well, here. however, uh, before we dive in head first into conspiracy, speculation, and deceit, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. let's gain a bit of perspective and learn a bit about our history of space exploration. Okay, let's make a music thing first. Some fire monkeys have spent a lot of time trying to get off this damn planet. Regular Mars missions have been launching from Earth since the 1960s. With its potential for liquid water and therefore life, Mars is an alluring target, but it's a difficult journey, and only about half of all Mars missions successfully make it, according to NASA. Humanity first attempted to reach Mars near the dawn of the space age. The first satellite, the Soviet Union Sputnik, launched in 1957. Only three years later, the Soviet space program looked to extend its reach to Mars. The Soviet Union made multiple attempts in the 1960s to reach the Red Planet, and NASA soon followed with its Mariner 3 spacecraft. None of these early missions reached their target or even got close. NASA's Mariner 4 was the first craft to finally reach Mars. The spacecraft launched on November 28, 1964, and was the first to fly by the planet on July 14, 1965. It sent 21 photos of its target back to Earth. Now, these first photos of Mars were exciting, but soon led to disappointment. There were no signs of advanced civilizations, no cities, no canals, Mm -hmm. or any evidence of an ancient culture. Now, at this point in my research, I'm like, hey, where's Mariner 5? Fuck Mariner 5. (laughs) Well, that did launch June 13th, 1967. But that was set to check out Venus, so it doesn't pertain to this story, not really. The U.S. also launched Mariner 6 and 7 in 1969, both of which reached Mars, and sent back a few dozen photos, according to NASA. 
All of these spacecraft happened to fly over areas of Mars that were covered with craters, giving astronomers the false first impression that Mars looked like the moon. Mm. Several more attempts were made between 1969 and 1971, but most failed to reach their target. Hmm. In 1971, the Soviet Union finally reached the Red Planet. Its Mars 2 orbiter, which launched May 19, 1971, arrived on November 2nd. However, when the Mars 2 lander was deployed, it crashed, inoperable on the surface. Mars 3, another orbiter and lander mission, launched on May 28, 1971, and arrived on the Red Planet December 3rd. The March 3 lander was the first spacecraft to successfully complete a soft landing on another planet, but was lost nearly immediately after. While the lander worked for only a few seconds on the surface before failing, the orbiter remained operational. It did send one image back of a McDonald's, <laughs> an ancient McDonald's. The public's image of Mars changed with the arrival of NASA's Mariner 9 in November 1971. The spacecraft, which launched on May 30th, 1971, arrived at Mars when the entire planet was engulfed in a dust storm. Now, what's more, something mysterious was poking above the plumes of dust. Hmm. When the debris settled to the surface, scientists discovered those unusual features were actually the tops of dormant volcanoes. Mariner 9 also discovered a huge rift across the surface of Mars, later called Valles Marinus, after the spacecraft that discovered it. Mariner 9 spent nearly a year orbiting the red planet and returned 7,329 photos. Mm. Then, NASA sent two pairs of orbiters and landers toward Mars in 1975. Viking 1 and Viking 2 both arrived at the Red Planet in 1976 and sent their lander to the surface while the orbiter remained working above. The Viking program represented the first extended exploration of Mars, as each spacecraft lasted years and transmitted a plethora of information back to Earth. Who's a good buddies? It's a good buddies. <laughs> However, none of this data proved that there was life on the red planet because... That's a bad buddies. That's a no. <laughs> the probes could not definitively prove the existence of microbes on the surface. The Viking missions also revealed that the composition of Mars was almost identical to certain meteorites found on Earth. This suggested that some meteorites found on Earth were originally from Mars. Now, there was a lull here, and NASA's Mars Observer launched on September 25th, 1992. That's right. Just before it was supposed to enter Mars orbit on August 21st, 1993, the spacecraft was lost. What the fuck, 80s? I know, what happened? Nothing in the 80s, huh? While the communication failure was never fully explained, the most likely cause was a fuel tank rupture that caused the spacecraft to spin out of contact with Earth. The loss was especially painful because the spacecraft cost an estimated $813 million. Shit. Nearly four times the original budget for the project. Shit. And we were just littering space with garbage. I know. Not just around the earth, but just like throwing shit here. Litter. There's a car over I there. I know. We'll, we'll pick it up later when we get more sophisticated. Right. Well, the astronomical cost and the spacecraft's failure ignited a new interest within NASA to create missions that would utilize advanced computer electronics and new team management techniques. 
NASA called it the Faster, Better, Cheaper program, the mm-hmm. FBC. Meanwhile, NASA's Mars Global Survey Surveyor, the MGS, left Earth on November 7th, 1996, and arrived at Mars on September 12th, 1997. Its mission was extended several times until NASA lost complete contact with it in 2006. MGS mapped the red planet from pole to pole, revealing many ancient signs of water, such as gullies formed by moving liquid, and hematite, which is a mineral that forms in water. Data from MGS helped NASA decide where to land its future Mars rovers. MGS also took pictures of public interest, including re-imaging the famous face on Mars. Next on the docket, NASA's FBC program's first mission was a great success. The NASA Pathfinder, Lander, and Sojourner rover arrived at Mars in July of 1997. The lander was the first to use a set of airbags to cushion the landing, and Sojourner was the first rover to meander around the surface of Mars. I bet it looks silly. <laughs> I remember seeing some you know, computer animation models mm-hmm. of what it was going to look like. It's like, oh, that's oh, probably that's, not going to work exactly right. That looks terrible. Boom, boom, boom. It's like a big <laughs> broken condom all over the... I don't know. I don't know why. Why, is I, why do I got to go there? I don't know. I don't know. Pathfinder was expected to last a month and Sojourner a week, but... Both remained in operation until September of 1997 when NASA lost contact with the Pathfinder. So, more litter, right? Yeah. Two other FBC missions never made it to the Red Planet. The Mars Climate Orbiter launched on December 11, 1998 and disintegrated in the Martian atmosphere after arriving in September of 1999. That's a really fun way to throw money just into the toilet or into the sun. Like, here, I don't need this. (laughs) The spacecraft was an illustration of how important it is to label units in all calculations. The crash was caused by a failure to convert English units to metric when directing the spacecraft into the Mars orbit, according to NASA. I know, right? Oh, man. So NASA's Mars Polar Lander, or the MPL, and two space probes with it called Deep Space Two were launched on January 3rd, 1999. All were lost before finishing their journey. NASA researchers speculated that the failure could have resulted from faulty signals to the lander's legs. If MPL determined that it had landed before it actually reached the surface, the scientists thought, it may have shut off its engine prematurely. The new millennium was a renaissance in Mars exploration. NASA's Mars Odyssey launched March 7th, 2001, and arrived at the Red Planet October 24th of 2001. As of early 2022, the orbiter was still conducting its extended science mission for more than, it was more than two decades later. Mars Odyssey has returned more than a million images mapped Mars' global distributions of several elements, and relayed more than 95% of all data from the Spirit and Opportunity rovers back to Earth. I mean, if you believe the autonomous scientists. <laughs> the ESA launched a land orbiter called Mars Express Beagle 2 <laughs> on <laughs> June 2nd, 2003. That's actually named after the uh, the boat that Darwin was on. But oh. I think we're going to go with uh, the Beagle there. <laughs> the lander was lost on arrival on December 25th, 2003. But the orbiter completed its primary mission in November of 2005. This orbiter remains functional on an extended mission returning photos of Martian geology. 
NASA's two rovers, Spirit and Opportunity, arrived at the surface of Mars in 2004. Each discovered ample evidence that water once flowed on the red planet. The problem was is that they would get together and play nut tag and they just <laughs> fuck around. And it's like, you guys, we spent a lot of money on this and, you're, and we know we can't scold you from here, but fucking fly right. Spirit went in operational in a sand dune in March of 2010. See, they're fucking around. While Opportunity continued to work for nearly another decade. Yeah, well, there you go. One's Opp- got different priorities. Opportunity fell silent during a sandstorm in the summer of 2018. I distinctly remember reading about that. Dude, I was sad for one of them. I, I can't remember. I think it, it was, I think 06 it was or maybe later. Opportunity. Well, I th- mine was Opportunity. It must have been this one. This yeah, it was sad. Yeah. Tw- tw- uh, 2018. Well, NASA declared the mission over in early 2019. Hmm. I bet there's they were brokenhearted. That's what made me sad were the scientists that were like, that was my friend. I know. I talked to it more than I talked to like most of the people in my life. Johnny well, Five Alive. Well, it seemed like that. In my research, it seemed like uh, these people, these researchers and these scientists kind of developed these almost personal relationships yeah. with these these rovers. That's one thing about a certain brand of nerds is they're very soft-hearted. <laughs> they get attached to their you know little... Well, I'm, I'm one of them. I, my computer's my friend. It has a name, and I'm sad mm-hmm. when it's sick. NASA's Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter launched August 12, 2005. It began orbiting the planet on March 12, 2006. The mission has returned more data than all previous Mars missions combined. Damn, and there were like millions of photos from before. Right. It well, that shit. And as of early 2022, it continues to yeah. send high resolution data of the red planet. I mean, if you believe um, the scientists that are pumping out that right. Photoshop shit. Well, you it's know, just Photoshop, man. They're researching the geology and the weather. There's pictures of Nevada. It's also relayed data from Martian service missions back to Earth. So on August 4th, 2007, NASA launched a stationary lander called Mars Phoenix, which arrived at Mars on May 25th, 2008, and found water ice beneath the surface. Phoenix's solar panels suffered severe damage from the harsh Martian winter, and communication with the $475 million lander was lost in November of 2008. I think that's the one that made you sad. It was one that they had had a lot of contact with mm-hmm. for many years, yeah. And it had outlived what they anticipated. And right. And when it finally passed, it was like... <laughs> well, after repeated attempts to reestablish contact, NASA declared Phoenix deceased on mm. May of 2010. See? The damage was confirmed in photos taken from orbit at the Red Planet. Damn. NASA's powerful rover Curiosity arrived at Mars Gale Crater in 2012 to search for signs of ancient habitable environments. And I hope he fucking dug a hole for his buddies and fucking had a proper burial for the rest of the rovers. (laughs) Its major findings include the discovery of previously water-soaked areas, methane on the surface, and organic compounds in the crust. Hmm. And its mission continues today. I hope they find an ancient Pepsi can. (laughs) An ancient Pepsi can. Just goes to show you everything's cyclical. It's like we've done this before. Even, (laughs) Even Pepsi. They were a, a weapons and soda company in the past okay. thousands of years ago on Mars. But, we're, you know. we're almost done with the history here. Right. So NASA's MAVEN, which is Mars Atmosphere and Volatile Evolution, launched in November of 2013, achieved orbit on September 21st of 2014. We're getting better at this. And continues to observe changes in the Martian atmosphere to better understand why it thinned over billions of years. 
NASA sent the Mars InSight lander to the Red Planet in 2018 to probe the interior structure of Mars in detail for the very first time. Probe. InSight was approved for an extended mission in 2021 based on its findings so far about Martian history, although efforts to dig a heat-seeking probe or what they call a mole below the surface turned up short and the 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 crust was harder than expected basically insight also carried the first martian cube seats tiny satellites that hitchhiked hitchhiked along um the same launch to document the insights landing from orbit nice so i thought that was kind of fun so a martian robot reality show for that kind of i'd watch it the curiosity rover inspired another called perseverance perseverance i wish they'd name some uh, uh, they give it such confident names they should name it something mediocre like we're trying (laughs) like you know half-ass decent (laughs) (laughs) pretty good well odds are okay (laughs) my source no. OAO. Yeah. Um, when Perseverance landed successfully in Mars's Jezero crater on February 18th, 2021. Its quest is first to find samples with potential life, signs of life in them, although it also carries equipment for its numerous other investigations. Perseverance will cache its most promising samples for a future sample return mission tentatively scheduled for later in the decade and involving both NASA and the European Space Agency. Perseverance brought with it the first interplanetary helicopter. I thought this was really interesting. Hmm. And the helicopter's name is Ingenuity, which proved uh, the feasibility of flying on Mars. With that weird atmosphere, huh? So while it was originally intended to fly a maximum of five missions... So far, Ingenuity has completed 51 flights as of, buddy. as of 2023. That's a good buddy. Okay. So now that we have a rundown of our travel history, let's get into the meat okay. of this episode. Meet me. Yes. The, the meat is conspiracy, cover-ups, and government condescension. Mm. The three C's. Right. Insert random bumper here. <laughs> random bumper inserted. Yeah. As previously mentioned... We had a collection of photos sent back from a Viking mission, and in July of 1976, Toby Owen, a NASA scientist, was studying these images uh, of a region of Mars called Cydonia. You guys are familiar with that, if you listen to Gunnar Halifax. When he saw something really weird in one of the photos of the surface of Mars. It was um, a Bitnut Stadium. Well, you know, it was a very, he was shocked. So Mars is 140 million miles from Earth. Right. And he found what seemed to be a structure in the shape of a human face. What? Now, this thing was massive, about a mile wide. And there appeared to be uh, two eyes, a nose, and a mouth. Which, by the way, there's not a lot of mile wide structures that are faces on the earth even right of things this was really interesting so around the alleged face were pyramids and structures that just didn't look natural the following day nasa held a press conference and of the thousands of photos sent back from mars nobody gave a fuck about any but that one well the only one that held any interest to the media and the public was that one of the face yeah the questions began to fly you know, who who built it? Mm. Is it proof of an advanced civilization? You know, there was all, all these questions. NASA's like, uh-uh. NASA immediately shut this speculation down, though. They told the media that there was a second photo of that area taken shortly after, and that photo showed that the face was just an optical illusion. 
However, that second photo doesn't seem to exist. Right. Now, we're going to talk about this, and there is a second photo, but it does not prove <laughs> that it's an optical illusion. In fact, it proves fuckery. So, why was NASA being deceptive? I mean, why were they why were they being so secretive? Aliens. We, we might find the answer to that question in the other pictures that were taken. Is it aliens? For centuries, humans have been captivated by the red planet. Because of aliens. The ancient Egyptians saw Mars as one of their deities. The Greeks actually named the planet after their god of war. But it wasn't until the 19th century that we began to gain some answers to the Mars puzzle. In 1877, Italian astronomer Giovanni Scarapelli made detailed observations of Mars. He saw strange markings on the surface that he called canali. Now, if you remember, for those of us that have been listening to the Dipshit Files, we touched on the canali in the War of the Worlds episode. Mm. Um, But Mm -hmm. to to clarify, canali means channels in Italian. However, the media thought it meant canals. And this led to speculation that the canals might have been built by an intelligent race of Martians. It's fucking Martian Venice up there. (laughs) We got fucking boats. So as technology improved and with our ongoing pursuit of Martian data, getting close-up photos of Mars actually became a reality. So as I touched on earlier, in 1965, the Mariner 4 probe flew past Mars and sent back 21 images. Mars looked like the moon. It was barren, covered with huge craters created by meteors, and it it was just completely lifeless. But as technology continued to improve, the idea of life on Mars became more of a reality. So, yes, Mars is cold and desolate today, but we know now that years ago, this wasn't the case. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of years ago. <laughs> right. Mars was once covered with massive oceans of water flowing into rivers and lakes all over the planet. It once had an atmosphere that maintained a warm surface temperature. Mars had volcanic activity and even a global magnetic field just like Earth. It may have been a very long time ago, but Mars was at one time a blue planet like Earth. And with all of the components necessary to support life. I bet we fucked it up. I bet that's history (laughs) is that humans were there Mm -hmm. a long time ago. Well, that is one of the, it is one of the theories. Oh, so in 1975, NASA sent the probes Viking one and Viking two and their orbiters to Mars, each with a high resolution camera and a lander. In the summer of 1976, the two Vikings finally reached Mars, and both orbiters took thousands of photographs of the Martian surface. NASA scientist Toby Owen was one of the first researchers assigned to look for landing sites, and when Owen found the face on an image, he was flabbergasted. NASA then released the image to the press, but it was in an an effort to spur public interest in the Mars missions. And this actually totally worked. But (laughs) then it was the face. It was only the face the press wanted to talk about. It became such a massive story that NASA had to release a follow-up statement about the face saying it was just an optical illusion. (laughs) And they had another photo to prove it. Put your nerd boners away, (laughs) all right? Calm down. But that second... Here's Captain Kirk. He's going to tell you to calm down. Right. Well, that, that second photo... It was never produced. They never, it's it's like they said it, but they never showed the media this photo. And it 
I thought it was really weird. Nobody pushed NASA for this photo. I know. Nobody, where, where was the journalist that's like, uh, you said yesterday. You said, you said, exactly. I'm here, and you're well, here, it, and nobody's fucking giving me the thing. At the time, nobody pushed for this photo. Right. And it really didn't matter whether there was a face or not. The area called Sidona was number one was the number one selection for land the landing site of Viking Two. Right. Well, that's where Mars Space Academy is. So that's (laughs) well. The terrain was flat. Visibility was good, and there were well. It looked as if there were intriguing rock formations to explore. But a few days after they released the face photo, Viking Two would land in a desolate rocky region called Utopia Planitia. Hmm. So not where they planned. No. Because we were interested in where they were going to go. I it's guess. like, oh, you guys fucking, they're you're brats. going there. They're like, they're brand children. We want children. you to go there. <laughs> and you, what? You didn't Definitely go there? Definitely not going there now. Fucking dicks. So this barren, rocky area was not an ideal location if they wanted to find proof of life on Mars. Hmm. So... What was the reasoning behind this last-minute change of the landing site? Their dicks. Um, a lot of people were wondering, is something happening on Cydonia or in Cydonia that NASA doesn't want to have to explain to the public? Them being dicks? Well, in my opinion, and evidently the opinion of millions of others, yes, there is something happening there. I found some crazy shit in my research. Really? Of course, I also found uh, 10 times more mundane shit. Hmm. But we're not here to talk about the boring stuff. Do I need to grab my tinfoil hat? (laughs) No, well, maybe, maybe. Let's see. Besides, I don't... It's made of aluminum foil, because tinfoil's not the thing. I don't think it really matters how many images there are that can be logically explained away, personally. I mean, there could be a thousand pictures taken and 999 are totally explainable. But if there's one, Mm. just one photo that defies logic, you'll lose your fucking shit. That's all we need to spur further investigation. That's all I'm saying. Okay, That's all. I thought thought it was much further. Because then we have ourselves a story, you know, and we like stories. So as we know here on Earth, humans don't build monuments as standalone structures there's there's always support structures right the pyramids in egypt are a good example they aren't um single structures they're part of massive complexes with other buildings and roads and temples so if an ancient culture living on mars created a monument of a humanoid head we'd expect to see other structures close by, right? Like a hotel, right. so you can look you at know, it. Stay. You know, you a 7-Eleven, a have Starbucks. A exactly. Well, that's exactly what they saw. They found a 7-Eleven on Mars? I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> they found these things in the images. There's actually a cluster of what appears to be pyramids near the face that have been labeled the city square. Uh, and close by is an object named the fortress, which appears to be, well, it's like a destroyed pyramid it's kind of inverted Hmm. there's also a formation called the dnm pyramid now this structure got its name from the nasa imaging scientists who discovered it vincent d pietro and greg molinar i love when humans discover something and they name it after themselves wow look at that stuff coming out of that animal's butt what should we call that stuff anybody got any ideas let's ask tom duke i'd like to hear what robbie turd thinks about this i'm new here named shitty ass diarrhea dnm is a massive structure with five sides and uh is one and a half miles tall okay one and a half miles tall that's insane right this is three times larger than the largest pyramid in Egypt. Which makes you wonder, is it a pyramid? Well, 
but we'll get to that. Maybe not. Okay. But what's even more mind-boggling about the DNM pyramid is that it's symmetrical around two separate axes, which Mm -hmm. was... Now, most dismiss these findings as nothing more than a coincidence. Probably one of those fucking weird, whatever. Well, that all these odd structures and pyramids are located within a few miles of the alleged face. But then a professional satellite imaging specialist named Errol Torin, which, by the way, I had to really dig to find this guy. But I found him. Uh, he started investigating. Errol Torin was a cartographer and physical scientist with the Defense Mapping Agency in Washington, D.C. Um, essentially, his job was to analyze satellite images and decide which objects were natural and which were artificial. So mm-hmm. a cartographer, he, he's a mapping person. Well, he's probably you know? pretty bored because he's like, well, they're all natural. <laughs> this, this is not inhabited by things that are, you know. Well, it was interesting because he said all the objects, including the face, were not of natural origin. Dun, 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 dun. But the DNM pyramid was especially mind-boggling. Errol would submit his findings and write an abstract on what he found. And I'm going to quote this portion here. Now, I found he's got a website um, where he wrote all of these findings down. It's very interesting. Hmm. The geomorphic natural hypothesis, this is a quote, is thus left with no mechanism that can explain the formation of the DNM pyramid. This object's five-sided shape and bilateral symmetry is unlike any landform seen to date in this solar system. End quote. Hmm. So I was kind of kind of interesting. I want to hear like what his you know contemporaries th- what his uh, <clears throat> competitors think. Well, like, there's he's full of shit. He wouldn't know a fucking five sided <laughs> goddamn thing in the god. You know. Torin actually called this pyramid structure the Rosetta Stone of Mars. He found many mathematical relationships between objects in the area, and as more photos came back from Mars, he found even more strange objects. Over the past 50 years, thousands of images have been taken of Mars, and many of these images show all sorts of things that just don't, well, they don't look right. right. An example, there's an object in one image named the shipwreck because it looks like the wreckage of a boat. Mm-hmm. There is another of an extremely tall, almost perfectly rectangular, well, monolith like an obelisk or something. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And ten, then, ten, ten miles tall. Well, there's or there's another one. It stands ten miles high. Yeah, that one. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy looking. It's so tall that none of our airliners could ever fly over it. That's probably a booger on the picture. That's <laughs> probably what happened. It's weird. In May of last year, Curiosity rover found what appears to be a doorway carved in a rock face. I remember seeing that one. That one's pretty ridiculous. And it's like, well... Well, exactly. Well, and then in another photo, uh, it shows what appears to be a giant um, giant machine-like tracks on the surface. Right. I've which I thought that was interesting. Well, but they're like a mile wide or some shit. Or y- they're half a mile huge. Wide or they're huge. Right. Which doesn't make... None of this makes sense. It's like, do giants live on Mars? I know. Is that what lives there? Well, I saw an image that absolutely... I saw the image. It it absolutely does not look like a natural rock formation. This image here, uh, it's been named the Martian totem pole. That's that weird... I remember seeing that. Okay, once. so this one here. It looks like the the it uh, looks State like, Puff Marshmallow Man or the Michelin Man. Right. Well, it looks like. Well, it kind of looks like it does. It looks like a totem pole. It's. Um, 
I like the Michelin Man. It's fine. It's it's straight on one side, um, kind of, with three round ball-like structures on the other. So it's got like these three bulbous things on one side. Now, there's an argument uh, out there that erosion created most of the weird structures on Mars. That's probably a good argument. But and I think so. But the totem pole one is strange. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure how erosion would make that thing. Have you been to Nevada or Wyoming? Holy well, fucking what? I don't. I, I'm Utah? just saying I am not a geologist. So I don't know. Right. It does look amazing. And it, it is blows really minds cool. When it, there's things that are taller than our largest mountains on our planet. Right. Well, they do but, ta- They do talk about, too, that the gravity on Mars is different. So I, I wanted to bring something up that just came to my mind. I'm sorry to interrupt. But that's okay. When you think about it, it uh, Mars has the tallest volcano in the solar system. That we know of. That yeah. we know of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has all these things that are 10 miles in the air. Mm-hmm. But it also used to be a blue planet, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder how much of that was underwater. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what our planet would look like if it didn't have all that. I wonder if mm-hmm. we'd have the tallest, you know. We, I wonder if we'd beat Mars for the largest volcano because oh, uh, we got one that's like, well. Well, now that the water's gone. Now the water's gone. <laughs> I, I might be up my Well, ass. Curiosity took another photo in 2015 that kind of looks like something is uh, like hanging onto the side of the cliff. I mean, I don't know. I saw this thing, and it took me a minute. When I looked at the photo, it looks like a blob of some kind. I remember seeing that one, too. It and does. I'm but like, it's like a giant. It would be another thing that's like a mile. It would be massive. Yeah. It's not, you know, we need... So there's pers- our giant. There we you need, go. We need perspective photos. Well, he's driving around a big-ass track. He makes big <laughs> tracks. He leaves big toys that are 10 miles tall. Well, so... What a dick. In the, so they've found domes. They've found spheres, weird-looking snakes. Things um, that look like domes and snakes. And well, exactly. Yeah. They, they, that's what it looks like. Worms um, made <laughs> out of rock. Yeah. <clears throat> There's some crazy shit. It is a picture from mil- like a million some odd miles away, right? So Right. Well, there's also images of non-geologic formations that I found fascinating. So in a series of images, an orb of light uh, kind of looks like it's moving around the Martian landscape. Now, the skeptics or people who argue against this say it's a dead pixel. Right. Now, I, I looked this up so I would have a better understanding of what a dead pixel is. It's just... Basically, in a photograph, it's a pixel where nothing happens there. Yeah. It's blank. It's a dead pixel. That's this, fucking really but, well said, Deck. That's named perfectly. <laughs> but this alleged orb, it moves around in the frame of the photos. Hmm. Um, do dead pixels... They, pick, stay, they do, usually do, stay where they're supposed to Well, do to they be. pick and choose where they will appear in an image? Because if that's the case, we're totally investigating the wrong mystery. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if they have a uh, choice, we're, we're really looking the wrong direction. Either way, whatever it is, it's larger than just a pixel. It's, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another image taken with the Opportunities Microscopic Imager that looks like, well, it looks like a valve or a gear. Hmm. I've seen that one too. It looks yes, like, yeah. kind of looks like a kitty butthole. Actually, <laughs> it does. <laughs> We're everywhere. I'd like to know how this gear-like formation uh, formed naturally. Interesting. Well, it probably didn't. Uh, it probably fell off the thing that's taking a picture of it, and it just looks old because it's fucking dusty up there. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe I don't know. I mean, there there is a lot of speculation. There is also a lot of. Uh, rationale that we can we can do but by the time we get to the end of this episode really 
There's nothing we can do about it. It's 140 million miles away. Right. You know? It just makes me hope that the whole universe is just like Minecraft. And that's what's happened. And right. It's just a Minecraft that people were like, fuck it, delete fuck it. it. <laughs> and there's just little pieces left over. Well, we'll, it, we'll fix it. We'll come we'll, back later. We'll come back later. Yeah. In another image taken by the Mars Global Surveyor in 2000, there appears to be, it looks like a saucer-shaped structure. Yes, a saucer. Right. Uh, kind of looks like a flying saucer like collided with a rocky cliff and got stuck and then was fossilized there. Uh, It seems so different and separate from the surrounding landscape. It was very interesting because it's rocky and then there's this (laughs) spaceship stuck (laughs) in the mountain. Looks like a flying saucer stuck in the mountain. That's weird though. Does the flying saucer stick in mountains or do they explode when they hit mountains? Well, this this is just a handful of weird shit found on Mars. There are many, many more. So, a few years after the release of the famous face photo, Di Pietro and Molinar decided to analyze the original photo themselves. So they asked um, to research, to, to search the file. They wanted to know, they want the original photo. At first, they couldn't find it. When they did eventually track the image down, they discovered it had been, whoops, well, we put it in the wrong file. Hmm. Uh, someone should be fired, honestly. NASA are, misfiled this there thing. There are millions of photos we're talking about <laughs> Well, here. So that's a lot of file cabinets. Somebody's, somebody's bound to put, you know, something important, maybe. somewhere stupid. Well, after reviewing the photo, Pietro and Molinar felt that, despite what NASA claimed, there was more to the face than a trick of light. So... They looked for the second image. Remember that image they said that proves that the face on Mars was a trick of light? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this image, too, was misfiled. Uh, and it did take some time to find it, but they did find it. Uh, but what they found when they looked at it, they were even more dumbfounded. Uh-oh. This one actually had more detail. Oh, fuck. At you can see in its nose and see the bugs. At this point, DiPietro and Molinar had an even stronger argument that there was more to the face on Mars than an optical illusion. But to prove or disprove the theory, they would need more photos. So even though there were other pictures taken of the face, they were disappointed to discover (laughs) that they all had disappeared. What the shit? However, in this second photo of the face on Mars, there was more detail and less shadow on the left side of the face yeah you can see like an eyeball well there was actually yeah it appeared to be eye sockets um and you could see a distinct nose and mouth but the weirdest thing was that this structure had two parallel and even evenly linked sides both hundreds of yards long specific they were perfectly straight and the top and bottom edges were both curved with what appeared to be identical radiuses mm-hmm. right Radii? Radii. Ra- radiuses? <laughs> Anywho. We get you. Uh, it looks like a symmetrical framed platform for the face. Right. Like it had been done on purpose. Okay. Which was, I which found would interesting. be really cool and would be fitting the, uh, the narrative <laughs> of somebody building that shit. Well, according to geologists and imaging ex- experts, this base or frame is different than anything you'd likely see in nature. DiPietro did even more analysis and found evidence of a, what appeared to be a pupil in the left eye. Right, yeah. Of course, NASA, you know, they chuckled at They're the... like, it's a rock, you fucking they, dicks. Oh, they, they laughed at the new findings. Yeah. So the two researchers... Well, just real quick, I saw a, a cloud the other day look like Kirk Hammett. And it's <sighs> maybe because I was looking for Kirk Hammett. But... 
that's a thing. We look it for is things. a thing. We, we want to see faces and stuff. It, and this looks like a face. Well, it looks like a face. Well, you know, dying on the, the face well, hill you know. is a weird one sometimes. It's a long ways away. We can't check. We need to stand on it to know. Right. But, well, right. the two researchers had to look outside um, NASA for assistance. Right. This is when they met scientist, uh, science journalist Richard Hoagland. Ah, yes. He organized an independent research group and began studying the images uh, through different platforms. Computer imaging specialist Dr. Mark Carlotto was brought onto the team, and his new, well, at the time, image enhancement technique showed what looked like teeth in the mouth and a strange line pattern on the base uh, or the foundation area, like the frame. Right. This, of course, was uh, extremely exciting to the team. And Hoagland arranged for a briefing on their results with Carl Sagan at NASA. Billions and Remember billions Carl Sagan. And trillions so, and gajillions. <laughs> so in this meeting, evidently, Carl Sagan... He seemed kind of, uh, well, excited about these this this discovery. Demon Haunted World, um, excellent book. Check that out. But Demon Haunted World. he would actually go on to totally scoff at the face on Mars theory to the media. Hoagland uh, then tried to pressure NASA for more photos, but NASA said it was unnecessary. They were content with the idea that this was just a natural formation on the surface of Mars. Yeah, but we were the ones that funded all this stuff with our money. And we're like, we want we that want thing. We well, don't care about all your rocks, you nerds. Right. Get us the face info. Well, what NASA didn't know at that time was that Richard Hoagland, uh, well, he had a, a platform and an audience. He kind of had a name for himself. He was going to stir up some shit the, on Coast to Coast. Yes, there was a radio show yeah. called Coast to Coast with Art Bell. I yeah. uh, had millions of listeners. Richard Hoagland was a kind of a regular on this show. So, with Art Bell's audience, Hoagland was able to, well, he kind of stirred the pot. Fuck, if they would have had a GoFundMe back then, they would have had their own fucking rocket. Well, he instigated uh, campaigns. He got people all riled up. They called. They wrote letters. Um, I remember him. I remember his... Uh, I've watched some stuff with him. He's got an interesting demeanor. And uh-huh. you're like, I kind of want to I want to root for you, but you also kind of scare me. Right. Well, this all of this hubbub would eventually force NASA to take new pictures of the face and pyramids at Cydonia. So... Um, they they succumbed to the pressure. Right, they weren't going. They weren't well, going to give us. They weren't going to. What we wanted up well, with they, our money, and they didn't immediately agree to do this. But the pressure was growing because, in just a few short months, NASA was actually heading back to Mars. Right. So in 1993, NASA launched the Mars Observer, the first mission to Mars since the Viking days in the 70s. Remember, this was that end of the dry spell mm-hmm. of Mars trips. Right. NASA wasn't going to even send a camera on this trip. We stopped doing all that coke and started getting curious about the world again. Like, maybe we should be adults and figure out well, if we can NASA wasn't, stop a meteor. NASA wasn't going to send a camera on this trip. But a pissed-off public forced NASA to throw one on board. Yes. In the public, there was a lot of excitement about the Mars Observer because the new camera technology... Uh, was good enough to finally end this crazy debate about the face and the pyramids on Cydonia. That cat thinks Cydonia is <laughs> kick-ass. <laughs> At least that's what everyone was hoping for. But yep. in reality, even after the launch, NASA held their ground that they had no interest in taking pictures of the face on Cydonia. Hmm. This debate would continue until, well, three days before, just three days before the observer entered the Mars's, 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 <laughs> Mars's orbit. Right. 
So on the Sunday before the observer entered into orbit, NASA sent out the Mars Observer Lead Project scientist, Dr. Bevan French, to debate Hoagland on Good Morning America. He was like, oh, fuck you. I found a portion of this debate. Mm. Um, And it was interesting. There was a lot more to this. Mm. Um, But I'm going to quote what other um, sources have quoted. But this, this was awesome. Uh, Dr. French and NASA, well, uh, they were smashed in the debate. To quote Hoagland, uh, this is a direct quote. We now have a set of data so extraordinary that it demands in the venue of any decent science simply testing the hypothesis. The problem is that there are some folks in NASA in charge of the next mission going back, specifically with that camera I referred to, who seem less than overwhelmingly inclined to perform the simple test. They will not guarantee, strange as it may seem, they're taking new pictures on the Mars Observer agenda. Because they think we're all a bunch of dumb fucks for thinking that's interesting. Well, you know. They're like, we don't know how to tell you guys this in the public, but you're all dumb fucks. It's a mountain. So basically, he was like, it's a simple test. Just take a fucking picture. That's what I would do. Well, by the end of this debate, even the host of Good Morning America. Like, what the fuck, They're like, why why won't you just take the pictures? Prove these guys wrong. And then NASA had him killed the next day. (laughs) Don't question us. Well, Dr. French didn't have a good answer. Um, but oh, fuck, I don't know. The, the weird thing is, um, was less than five minutes after this debate was aired to the public, NASA announced that the Mars Observer probe had just disappeared. They lost it, I guess. They're like, fuck, you think, you think you're going to get your way, huh? You're going to embarrass us? Fuck you, we lost a billion well, dollars. It was stuff. just crazy. So on a side note, um, this really irks me, this spending other people's money on other people thing. Right. Uh, money doesn't really matter at that point. Yeah. Have we covered that in this show yet? Uh, the the theory of spending. I, d- I have on Skakas at one point. I'm just curious because bit. money really doesn't have any weight when it's you're other the people's w- money and you're spending it on, on other people for you. Yeah, yeah it's time. just crazy. It's the worst. It's the worst way to manage money and to care about money. Right. In a responsible way. Right. Well, so anyways, I'm watching this happen and seeing this in all of this research is that, you know, these people are spending other people's money on things that aren't theirs. So they're just, it's just a waste. Anyways. A lot of times it's like, we. I know. Well, so here's an interesting tidbit. Hoagland and others claimed that they were actually getting information leaked to them from NASA, uh, from people on the inside. So, according to these people, the Mars Observer was still out there and running just fine. So, NASA lied. In fact, it was actually taking pictures of the face and all kinds of other weird shit on Mars. But even if NASA had those pictures, now they couldn't show them publicly, especially if they showed the face was actually an artificial construction. I hope hope it is a face on Mars. Mm -hmm. And it's so well thought out and so big that on the other side of Mars, there's the ass of Mars. Right. (laughs) It's a big ass. On the other side of the planet. Directly lined up. And they're like, just a big ass crack. And that's why they died. They didn't take shit serious. I think what happened to scientific discovery on this one? I mean... Aren't we still trying to learn stuff? Yeah. That's the weird thing. Why would something be suppressed so much and and not done? I mean, they're just like, they're like no, we don't want to. 
We know it's interesting, but we don't want to. And maybe they, they feel from their that perspective, they're looking at us and they're like, "You guys take shit too far." Maybe that's why. Like, yeah. Everything. Oh, of course. Maybe yes. That's, I think that's they feel the responsible. Thing. They're like, "We know better than you. You guys are gonna take shit too far." Well, I'm, I'm usually on the take too shit too far side. I I have to agree on that. There's some stuff in there. As remember when I was talking about images mm-hmm. uh, and the weird shit, I found people trying to claim that there was like doves, you know, carved. Yeah. There was like, I don't even, there was like a giraffe or something. I don't know. Yeah. Parrot religion or something. So yes, there, there is a really, I mean, you can't, they can take things too far. They're not going to, that's not going to make sense to a lot of people. There are images that look kind of like birds and parrots that are like, again, a mile size or some shit in some of these pictures. And they're, they're doing things where they rent out the fucking, the hotel, (laughs) And I know. they have people and they pay and they're like, there's a bird religion on Mars. And people are like, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what we're kind of okay. talking about. Yeah, I know. It just goes too far. <laughs> well, I think so there. Yeah. NASA continued to hold their ground that the face was nothing more than, well, it was just a mountain structure. But since they couldn't take a photo to prove it, they came up with a plan to prove their claim. Now, this I found uh, nefarious. They actually just created a picture. Uh, and I know this sounds super outlandish, but bear with me on this. Yeah, you got this is great claims here, big, right? Big claims. Well, they admitted to it. Five I'll, years, I'll do it. Uh, five years after the Mars Observer incident, NASA launched a new probe called Mars Global Surveyor. And even though camera technology had advanced by leaps and bounds, NASA insisted on using the old potato i mean camera (laughs) and again they refused to take pictures of cydonia or the face and again public pressure happened and they finally agreed to snap a few pictures nasa would then make a big announcement on april 5th 1998 and finally release what they deemed was a highly detailed picture of the face on mars however what was released was akin to the photoshop fails we see all over the internet today uh Hey, NASA was the first ever Photoshop fail. Mm-hmm. Potentially. <laughs> so the photo was grainy. The lighting was awful. What is it like a long way? Well, right. The weather was bad. And it was obvious that it had multiple filters that had been applied to this photo. And this really pissed off Hoagland's team. And he made that clear on Coast to Coast later that evening They're after like, this I announcement. I have Photoshop Express and I can fucking do this. This is well, bullshit. This is funny because it was in this program with Hoagland uh, the, the night uh, that they made this announcement that Art Bell said from his perspective, the image looked like, quote, something my kitty would scratch up in a cat box. Nice. <laughs> so from then on, the photo was forever known as the cat box image. Okay. And so they still call it the cat box image in many circles today. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. I've seen it before. It does look... It kind of looks like a poopy. Yeah. So it was so obvious that this image was deliberately manipulated by NASA. Rand Fleming, a NASA contractor, pulled the source data and tried to reproduce this hilariously nicknamed Catbox image, and he found that he couldn't at first. But eventually, after applying 14 different Photoshop filters, he was actually able to achieve the same result. And he realized that this wasn't an accidental thing. Somebody intentionally put 14 filters to get that shitbox photo. So... I'm going out I'm, on a limb here and saying that the NASA conspired well, against the public. It's eh? it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, They're like, shut up. Here's a here. 
Look at that. It wasn't like, oh. the the weird thing. It was it obviously wasn't to make the image easier to decipher. That was the weird thing. At this point, this whole thing makes about as much sense as submitting um, a selfie photo to a dermatologist for a skin issue diagnosis. Mm. But first, putting the selfie through a Snapchat filter, making <laughs> you look like one of those hazy, super powdery, overexposed humans with a cat nose and whiskers right. and hearts on your cheeks. Yeah. Find the so, anomaly in well, there. Literally, it makes no sense at all. But we're supposed to believe what we're told here. When you look at this thing, it literally looks like somebody smoothed it. It, mm. it, it does. It reminds me of a Snapchat filter. Mm. Well, let's. We're going to take this this crazy theory a little bit further. Okay. Okay. Crikey, fuck. So, how many of you have seen the first color photos of Mars? I know when they first came out, I was I was just hooked to my computer. I was working in real estate at the time and I was so excited to see these things. Yeah, it looks like Nevada. Well, did you find anything strange in these pictures? Did they look weird? I mean, they look like a alien planet, I guess. Like they, no, they look like the desert rocks. Well, I'm I'm asking because I didn't really give them much thought. I was totally blown away um, of the photos and I was blown away by what it looked like. Specifically, I was looking at the sky. It was weird. Right. Um, it was such a weird color. My brain didn't know what to do with it. So I, I remember thinking it was creepy. It seems that I wasn't the only one who found it unsettling because people were coming forward saying that these photos were suspicious. Uh, namely, the suspicious part was a weird orange haze that dominated these images. NASA said this coloring was caused by all the carbon dioxide and dust, red dust in the atmosphere. Some argued that a carbon dioxide-filled atmosphere would still be blue. Yeah. Maybe not blue like us, but it would be like a grayish blue. Yeah, the sunset on Mars is blue. Well, the images from Mars show a weird, uh, kind of like a ruddy green color. Like it a was sepia. Pu- it was like pukey. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, you know, that was just kind of interesting. So why, why was it like that? Imaging professionals and photographers, as well as Photoshop experts, would actually come forward with arguments from all over the nation on these images. They would concur that these images are not giving an accurate representation of the colors on Mars. The cornerstone of their argument, uh, nothing is so uniformly one color like it is in the Mars pictures. So... NASA would admit that for some reason, before releasing the images of Mars, they actually ran these images through an orange filter. <laughs> they put sepia. They did it on like, purpose. It look, looks cooler like this, more like Mars in the right. movies. Well, now, in the 90s, uh, it seems like nobody really thought twice about this. But with modern digital photo technology and software like Photoshop, you can easily tell if a single color is applied to an image uniformly. No, auto, auto color correct. Right. That's exactly what it's called. It's a simple software. Yeah. Uh, it's how white balancing is achieved in photography and video. Um, yeah. So when these images are put through Photoshop today and then auto color is applied, the uniform orange filter is lifted. It's removed, revealing a different version of Mars. It's almost recognizable as earthly. Mm-hmm. NASA. That's Nevada. That's Nevada. Right, well, that's, you know, and I didn't cover that in here, but there's a place in Canada well, well, we'll talk about that when the time comes. Okay. It's a little bit later. But yeah, there's a place in Canada where 
they actually tried to pass Canadian photos off as Mars photos. I remember that too. And, and that's, that was, that's legit. Like that's they legit. Got in trouble for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Fuck they've got NASA. Thanks talk, a lot, bro. We're talking about a lot of stuff they got in trouble for, by the way, we're yeah. getting there. NASA eventually learned that their orange, orange filter technique wasn't fooling anyone. <laughs> so they actually just stopped putting it on the images altogether before releasing them to the public. That was nice of them. <clears throat> well, today, even NASA's pictures show a blue gray sky and a lot of different colors in the landscape. The thing is, why did they do it in the first place? Right. You know, to it's just, movies, to it's just, just odd to me. That's not discovery. It's Nevada. That's not science. No. You know, that's deceit. Right. So we now know Mars had oceans and an atmosphere. I will say a lot of this is very <clears throat> valuable in propaganda to, you know, show military might and technology mm-hmm. and stuff like that so for i i get it so there's that but well it makes us stupider which isn't very good and that not, makes us weaker also but. It, well absolutely mm-hmm. so mars had oceans and atmospheres and could have supported life if intelligent life did uh evolve on mars and the face and the other artifacts are not weird mountains or tricks of light but are actually ruins what happened what happened to the people you know, right. um, it, I don't know. It opens up an entire other uh, area of my brain that I would like to. I don't want to speculate, but well, we I have think to. It's you not, can't go there. Exactly. Well, I know that's just interesting. <laughs> and we can't get good I'm, pictures because they'll Photoshop shit out of. I know. Well, I'm fascinated by it. Well, yeah. some individuals believe that the governments of the world know know the answers already. They, but they're dicks. Well, this is why they've deceived us about Mars for so many years. Because, okay get this okay there appears to be scientific evidence that millions of years ago the planet mars was destroyed by a global nuclear war i've heard that before okay i like that my brain was like what well elon musk wants to restart the fucking atmosphere and kind of re-terraform that shit by blowing up the yeah. setting off two nukes at the poles of right. mars crazy i like it's probably watch it, it works I don't so know. Curiosity. That's uh, what they tried. They tried that before. They're like, let's try it. And it didn't work. That's what happened. (laughs) So Curiosity rover got to Mars in August of 2012. And it began its soil sample analyzation of the Mars surface. As expected, NASA scientists found heavily oxidized soil, iron in the soil, which is what turns it red, evidently. Hmm. But what they didn't expect to find blew everyone's minds. Chemical analysis revealed that the top layer of the soil on Mars contains a large amount of what's called xenon-129. Now, I didn't know what this was. Um, Evidently, nuclear shit. there's only one known process that we know of that creates this particular isotope of xenon. Hydrogen bomb. Yeah, the detonation of nuclear weapons. So, here on Earth... (laughs) Over the course of 70 years, over a thousand nuclear tests have been conducted. Every time a nuclear bomb is detonated, the explosion uh, deposits traces of xenon-129 in the soil where the detonation occurred. However, the amount of xenon-129 in the soil on Mars is two and a half times higher than Earth. So there's a, a Dr. John Brandenburg. He's a former NASA physicist and well-known for his research on Mars. 
He was also one of the scientists that accompanied Richard Hoagland to NASA to present their findings about the face on Sidonia. Mm-hmm. Dr. Brandenburg believes that there was actually a civilization on Mars. And this civilization... They blew it all well, up, he di- they died. dirty apes. Here's a quote from him. I have shown this to several nuclear weapons experts, and they have affirmed that this is a nuclear weapon signature. There is no other process that can create such a xenon spectrum. End quote. Okay, so... Well, let me tell you about a supernova. <clears throat> well, that it's interesting because even these scientists are speaking in absolutes. There is absolutely no way. The thing is, the quote, no way. This is how it is. My, I, my brain is constantly going to, well, I don't know, because it's a different fucking planet. Mm. I mean... The there's less gravity there. The atmosphere is different. Is physics going to be different on Mars than they would be here? Mm. Certain aspects are going to be because of the gravitational pull or lack thereof. Right. So there's certain things that will be different. So I don't know. Right. I don't know. But they're saying they do know, and they're like, "Shut up." We right. Know. Right. Well, they're wrong. saying they know, and I have to trust them because they're the astrophysicists. The idea of nuclear war on Mars. I mean, it is the the war planet. I mean, it's the god of war. All that stuff. Uh, is pretty hard for people to believe since we don't believe even a few thousand years ago people knew anything about anything mm-hmm. at all. We look mm-hmm. at our ancestors and we're like, yeah, you stack some rocks up, they look pretty. <laughs> we don't think you really knew anything. And I find that to be really insulting because, you know, I, maybe there isn't any evidence of that, but I hold true that this is just Minecraft and we just keep doing it well, over again. Well, so Dr. Brand, Dr. <laughs> well, Brand, Dr. Brandenburg, <laughs> Dr. Brandenburg, he wrote this um, article Um, And in this article, he stated that for so much xenon to be found on the surface, the nuclear weapon would have had to have been the size of of the Empire State Building with an energy equivalent to a thousand megatons. So for comparison, the bomb dropped in Hiroshima was 20 kilotons. So that's very big, but not nearly as big as the well, Empire State Building. We're, if it's the size of an Empire State Building, we're talking an explosion fifty thousand times more powerful yeah. than that. Kilotons, megatons. Yeah. So additionally, Dr. Brandenburg found two locations on Mars where where the the radiation levels are higher than anywhere else, and that we've explored. And right between those two locations is Cydonia. Shit. They bombed Cydonia, those dicks. Well, dating the isotopes uh, places the explosion somewhere between 150 and 300 million years ago. Evidently, according to these astro and nuclear physicists, Mars was at one time a blue planet like Earth. It had oceans and and life-sustaining atmosphere. And the Yankees. Nobody knows for sure what happened to Mars. However, a nuclear explosion of this size could answer that question. So, this is a weird theory, yes. And I'm getting this information from all over the interwebs, but Mm. let's go with this for a moment. I'm going. So, a few writers and researchers out there state that if a humanoid race created the face and other structures on Mars, they wouldn't have been that technologically advanced, right? They were akin to, um, like, maybe the Iron Age people on Earth. They likely wouldn't have had the technology to create a nuclear weapon. I don't know. It's a mile So wide. these are like, they're huge, but they're carved. If this is the case, they're carved into rock. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's a big monolith and they don't have nukes to go with the monoliths. Well. Because of the not having the technology, etc. 
Well, that's what they're saying. They didn't have the, the technology to create nuclear weapons. So where did this nuclear weapon come from? Alleged nuclear weapon. Right. Where did it come from? Aliens. I heard one theory from several people. So maybe this weapon was not detonated by the people on Mars. Maybe it was detonated by someone else. Aliens. Another theory is that intelligent life on Mars did reach a level of technology advanced enough to <laughs> fucking annihilate up. themselves. Yeah. Right. With nuclear uh, destruction. But before that catastrophic event, um, a small group of these these humanoids. GTF they, they, they Yeah, they, they got the fuck off. I bet I know where they went. So <laughs> where Venus. did they... Who, Mercury. Who were these Martians that managed to survive? Us. Right. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah. That's, well, they're Earthlings. Fucking we, They came here. <laughs> yeah, we're Martians, really. So I, I know, I know. We reached really far on this one. Yeah. My brain wanted to argue the whole way through. Yeah. But this information, a lot of this information did come from the United States government. Maybe right. not the Martians and, you know, but they're the ones that put these records out there. Right. You know, all the data is there. All the data is researchable. But we nerds like to either do a really good job and, and keep them honest or well, extrapolate really hard and go off into the fucking woods. Well, the U.S. government, they, they took the photos. They doctored the photos. Right. Uh, they suppressed the information. Yes. And through the passage of time, they have admitted to doing all of these things. Yes. So... So that um, means that aliens for sure are real and the face <laughs> of Mars and there's pyramids on the Mars and there's probably spaceships. And that's well, for sure. I'd like to touch on another idea here before I wrap things up. Okay. Pareidolia. Pareidolia is the human tendency to find meaning in random stimuli, like the swirls in a wooden wall that appear to be an angel or when I saw Kirk Hammett in the clouds. Right. Or the patterns on the tile floor that I see all the time that look like faces. Mm-hmm. But is the face on Mars an optical illusion, like NASA's claimed for decades? Maybe. I'm definitely not ruling it out. However, there are many NASA scientists that thought differently at this time. They thought differently enough to dedicate decades of their lives to the investigation of this phenomena. Right. Although most scientists think it's just an illusion. A lot of people dedicate their lives to a lot of stupid shit, though. Just well, for the record. Right. It's, uh, well, they dedicated themselves to NASA. <laughs> what? Come on. I'm kidding. I, it was a softball. I couldn't help myself. Right or wrong. I just thought it was funny. Come on. So when NASA released their cat box photo, I assume they thought it would solve the debate. But, but. we then found out through open admittance by NASA Dicks. that they alter their photos. In fact, they alter every image they release to the public. Crocky fuck. They actually have an entire team of what they call space artists. Photoshoppers. <laughs> yeah. NASA says this is to make the images easier to understand or to make them more visually appealing. And they're probably right. They're probably not, you know. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm totally against the idea that NASA has artists on staff to intentionally Photoshop images. Photoshop a little cloud here, just, another well, little cloud here. I, I understand that there might be some photos that have to be adjusted. Yeah. Um, to make them more understandable. Well, so many of them are composites too. So right, 
Well, some are really weird. There's some <laughs> really weird NASA Photoshop edits. Right. So if you just Google NASA Photoshop edits, you'll find many, 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 many pictures. Right. Now, the thing is... But don't trust everything you no, see on the No, I was going to say, not all of them are actual NASA Photoshop right. edits. You're going to have trolls out there that are fucking with you. Yeah, I put one up myself, and it, just a bunch of dicks in the cloud. You'll find the dicks oh in the Oh, my gosh. Go well, find it. Look one up of, dicks in the cloud, NASA Photoshop. One, actually, one of the most famous... Um, and I found this on the internet too in research one of the most famous of them is the photo of the earth taken from Apollo 17 hmm. so when you take this photo that was taken from Apollo 17 and you compare it to a 3D model of the earth the, that was released by Google mm -hmm. in conjunction with the US Navy which by the way is supposedly supposed to be mathematically perfect right these continents don't line up. Yeah, I remember so, that too. Right, at all. You'll see some absolutely terrible copy and paste images of clouds from NASA. So what Mrs. Scriptkeeper is saying is the world is flat, kind of a realm shape. No, I'm not. NASA's a bunch of liars that don't even <laughs> like science. They don't like you, that's for sure. There's, they hate you. There's some crazy ass pictures. It's, it's Live in the pods, eat the bugs. They didn't even spread the copy and paste around. Right. They literally just copied, paste, 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 paste in a line. Yeah. I mean, it's just It doesn't dumb. matter. It was going to be the background of some stupid thing. They, well, they didn't care. The copy and paste technique, it's been used on Marge, Mars images as well. Right. So you'll see those in this search too. It's, it's really, it's kind of disappointing, you yeah. know? Now, it's kind of like spot the fraud shit. It's kind of weird. Well, maybe NASA has a good reason for faking the photos. I, I don't know. There were, what, there were Pepsi I, bottles on there. I don't know what the reason could be. But at this point, there are faked images out there that have been released by a government agency that we're supposed to trust. So I really don't trust any of the pictures. <laughs> I mean, it, it took that moment of... Uh, discovery in my own brain when I saw those pictures of Mars for the first time and I was so excited it just shit on that memory because what? I was sitting at my desk and I was blown away I actually had the live Mars feed up on my computer so I could watch it oh shit it just ruined a, it all a Martianophile what if oh god I hate that statement <laughs> what if hear me out so NASA was doing their fuckery but mm -hmm. it's not quite like what we think Instead of taking pictures of Mars and mm -hmm. sending us back shit and Photoshop and stuff, they were just taking a picture of like their backyard and there was an accident, you know, and they tried to make it look cool and, you know, like it would if they, what they imagined it would look like. And somebody accidentally left like a mask out and that's what the face on Mars is, is like a Mardi Gras mask. Oh my God. And that's kind of what it looks like. A and Mardi just, Gras mask. They thought, you know, we cleaned it up, but there it was. Fuck. I don't know. That's, that's why they could, well, if that's, a, that's another theory. I mean, that's... It's not the best theory. You know, that, I there. could understand why they couldn't be honest about it. They're like, yeah, we're, we've been deceiving you all these years. Right. There was but probably like a cigarette pack or something. They admitted to deceit the whole time anyways. Right. We're supposed to be doing this on the other side of a thing. Well, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. So we should probably... And I, and I do have more research by the way, but not for today's episode. We're okay. going to have to do it for a future episode. All right, let's talk about it. On the okay, side, all right. Time to wrap this horse fuckery up, dipshits. It's all bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I want to believe things. I don't, I don't want to believe anything, actually. Boom. I want to know what is. Well, we're uh, never going to know what is. 
We're never going to know the what it is. The people that are trying to explain us things are fucking around with us because they don't, they don't either respect us, they don't right. understand where the money comes from. Like you said, they're spending other people's money right. on other things that right. aren't theirs. Uh, they're kind of... But also, I think the public is ridiculous. I, I agree. And we make things complicated for scientists like crazy. Mm-hmm. And all these people are just like, I don't know how to handle this. I'm answering the phones. What do I tell them? And it's like, I don't tell them some bullshit about... We don't work well together swamp as Swamp gas. We, we just don't. We don't. Mm-mm. And we always assume the worst, especially we're these never, kind of things. But we're never going to know that... We're never going to know what the facts are. That's just it. Feels like it. it, right. it because we've been lied to too much. Fair enough. I because mean, we're not smart enough to understand what they're saying. This is why AI... And we're not emotionally intelligent enough to handle what they have to say. That's a very good point. This is why the AI is going to be a useful thing in our lives, and I'm not kidding. It's going to remove some of the stuff that humans do mm-hmm. where we can't arbitrate. We're, we're having a hard time deciding on what facts are because our... our Emotionals are really involved in, in the so answer. Dumb. It is. It's very dumb, uh, and it happens in science too. I want to know what is right. You know, that's mainly what scientists are doing. But uh, politics. Then why? Why? Human, why the? Why the? Ideologies. Faking of things. Then ideologies. I don't know. With with NASA in particular, and this subject, I wish I knew more about it. As far as like where you know, I wish what the, I what did NASA too. says when they're when they're pressed against the wall. Like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? Right. I want that conversation somewhere in the world, and I'm sure it's happened. Well, I would like to see the thing that I've discovered um, more and more and more as time goes on. I have a hell of a time researching anything Um, because the the Internet is just riddled with bullshit. Oh, dude. Time suck was a nightmare, man. I have to spend as much time researching to find out if a statement is true. Mm Mm-hmm. Than I do to find the statement in the first place. Dude. It's so frustrating. Story so, time. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I feel bad for her. I think it's Sophie's probably still doing all the research mm-hmm. for Dan and then Dan doing research at Time Suck. Right. Like my experience with that was literally what you're saying. Yeah. Is you spend a whole bunch of time, you know, a lot of the fun of doing the research is rabbit holing and mm-hmm. trying to find all the information that everybody said on Reddit, basically. That's right. Basically, it's all on Reddit. Right. No, but... Uh, trying to verify and especially when you when you have an audience like like ours and mm-hmm. like Dan's which is a much larger audience obviously but it's still a diverse group of ideologies that mm-hmm. kind of just like humor just like this kind of humor that we all kind of grew up around and that's evolving mm-hmm. or whatever but there's like different news outlets that groups in this country look at mm-hmm. as like poison <clears throat> and the, mm-hmm. the most emotionally immature of us like they're like nothing they say is accurate and you know they're close it's a lot of propaganda right. and shit but right it's weird to, to toe that that line well it's to figure really out because they're both kind of just political hacking it well when it's it comes really to the sides of, of it's news it's difficult to pick out the facts from the bullshit yeah you have and, to and be especially able historical to, stuff because this right. hackery political hackery was going on like even in greek shit mm-hmm. when you go back in the russia stuff was, that we looked at i was blown away in yeah. the napoleon episode yeah to find out that napoleon wasn't short right he really was not any he was a very average sized man it's effective you know it's and effective english propaganda and that's absolute and it even they even admitted to it they're yeah. like yeah we lied we didn't want people to respect him we were making fun of him okay yeah. you they, know we were they knew that his, he heard it too they they're were like, taking mm. his power we're taking his power away mm-hmm. so it, this is nothing new we've been doing this for millennia yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> thing know. that works <clears throat> so 
I, I just find it frustrating in research because I don't, and I will say wrong things hmm. because I'm human. I'm going to fuck up. Um, I don't want to. I would like to be far away from the fuck up. But there's going to be stuff that I looked into, I'm sure, that seemed true or seemed factual. And then it comes out and find out it wasn't. Right. So, and that's because it's very difficult to fish out the truth out of the bullshit. Because most of the time, the truth is woven into the bullshit. It's right. part of the the. the thread count usually you know? with this kind of stuff it's the little bit that gives credibility to the bullshit there's a little bit of truth <laughs> in the bullshit right it's like well that sounds true because of the little true part but the bullshit right there's a there's a lot of it wait there's giants that live on mars no no, no. there was just tracks that look like you know who knows i don't know uh, anyway our lifetime we'll have some better images yeah. that we can and some people that set foot on there so they can put all this to rest we should be able to i mean if we can paint cat noses on our faces <sighs> at this point and digitally. have animated stars in our eyes digitally uh, <laughs> we should be able to take photos yeah of i hope i hope so but i also don't want this fun speculation to end because this is one of my favorite I do. subjects. I, I do. I want to know what what is real. I think, but it's fun for... I do too. I want to know what's real. I want another one to replace it that's as good and juicy as Mars or the moon. <laughs> you know, like... Right. I, I'm, I'm recently... NASA I've, fake the moon landing story. Well, <laughs> that one, I've spent a lot of time on that one in my life, in, mm -hmm. in my past in the radio, and mm -hmm. I did the, the time suck research there, and, and I just have done a bunch of Dave and Angus shit mm -hmm. on the moon and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, there's a fun, really fun one that I like where... On the dark side of the moon, mm -hmm. uh, there's a ancient one and a half million year old uh, spaceship crash. Oh. A mothership too, a big giant like another one of these monolith sized mm -hmm. things, you know, whatever. Those and pictures are fucking crazy. Those pictures are insane. Oh, from the Mars stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've, I it's definitely so recommend looking at look all the Mars up, stuff yeah. yourself. Look it Obviously, up. they're they're not super high def. Uh, but some of them are really some good. Some of them are really good. Yeah. The recent ones are, are good. But it's again, it's like seeing and what I only, you kind of want to see. But, right. And well, not knowing what we, you know. We don't know what we experts. don't know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. When you're trained. And who's trained on the, you know, an alien planet's surface? Nobody very, is. Very few people we know. We can only go what by at. what we know here. Right. You know, and that's what I was trying to say about earlier. These, these scientists are speaking in absolutes. Um which they can for Earth, mm -hmm. but can they for Mars? You know, do we know Likely. enough about the planet that they can speak in absolutes? Uh, science is one of those things where, you know, it definitely evolves. Right. I would, I would hope so, so as the, we grow and They're learn. standing in a space and they know mm -hmm. that they'll probably be wrong once we stand there and they'll be like, but maybe they're right. They're, just, they're, they're willing to bet their shit on it. They're like, right. it's probably the same kind of rocks we got here and it probably, if, it, if you throw it, it falls. Right. Maybe at a different rate because of gravity or some shit. But that's, right. Yeah. But fascinating subject. That's why I don't want them to go to Mars because I just want to keep speculating and I like all of the, I love conspiracy theories mm -hmm. and all that shit. They're but fun. they are just theories and yeah. you know, NASA, I respect the shit out of people that work at NASA and all mm -hmm. the scientists and all the great minds. I never really like when government does stuff because right. they always take those pure, wonderful things like science and they fuck them up mm -hmm. and make it so we're all wondering what the fuck is going on. What's up? What's down? Right. Anyway, what a fun show. Thank you so much for Thank all that you. information. Yeah. And yeah, definitely check out those pictures online. Yeah. There's tons of fun stuff. There's lots of podcasts on this if you want mm -hmm. more information and stuff. So there's, there's so much information all 
over the place. Yeah. There and, really is. And you can decide for yourself if we're, yeah. you know, maybe the descendants of people from another planet and they fuck that one up. <laughs> and then you got to ask yourself, well, Venus and Mercury look pretty fucked up too. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our trusted turd triad. We always appreciate what they do. Appreciate. Appreciate. <laughs> Whenever I get to this part of the show, I sound like a, well, really I'm a moron throughout the whole show. But this part in particular is my time to shine as a moron. Mm-hmm. Don the Shitbox Wizard. Chris, the Discord Dookie Slayer. Yes. And we love you, uh, Bodhi, our, our quartermaster. Yes. All of you guys that are helping us, PJ, Minnie, and the Reddit world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love it when you guys go to the shitbox, by the way. If you're not in there, uh, mm-hmm. if you don't do Facebook stuff, it's actually pretty fun. They've got it lots is of fun. great memes, even yeah. Scatcast memes. <clears throat> that's fucking, that makes Discord. my day. Discord. Discord's another place that's Discord is really rad. fun. Yep. It's super, super busy there. Yep. And we're, we'll have a few more platforms that will be on here soon. Yeah. We're only. We're trying our best to manage all this social media <laughs> stuff. I'm trying to still make a t-shirt from like six months ago. I was like, I'm going to make a t-shirt. And then like 50 podcasts go by and I'm like, everybody's like, what happened to that t-shirt? I'm like, I was hoping you'd forget because I forgot and I don't have time. I just pet my dog now when I have time off. Mm-hmm. But thank you to everyone that listens. We appreciate our patrons, all that good stuff. Info at scatcast.com if you have ideas for the show. Mm-hmm. If you want it, we really always like the corrections too. If there's something that we missed or forgot mm-hmm. or, you know, Monique here doing just the crazy. I'm doing my best. She's Yo. doing her best, but uh, <laughs> thank you for doing a great job. And uh, as always, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like the present. Bye. Bye. That's not our theme. It's bing bong poop. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs>